Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey, Ryan. How are you today? I'm good, Pam. Good. Um, back in your days in high school, did you ever go to the principal's office? Uh, no. I was no. a perfect, perfect angel. I'm sure if your parents were listening, they might be rolling their eyes. <laughs> they, <but> probably, <laughs> they probably would be. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm in the principal's office because um, I have both of my bosses and your boss as well. That's right. So it makes me a little nervous. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. You know, um, we, we're, we're thrilled to do today's podcast. We've wanted to have our guest for quite some time, haven't we? Yes, we have. We had to kind of convince her. <laughs> we did. A little, little arm twisting. Yes. <laughs> but no, it, it, with all seriousness, we're super excited uh, to share with our listeners um, a little bit more about what goes on um, behind the scenes, if you will, right? At right. the foundation. Right. The foundation that is... Um we are supported by that's so, right and so many other organizations um, are supported with our foundations so. yeah it's not just the cancer survivorship that's center right. although that's probably what most of our listeners are most um uh aware of mm-hmm. and, and and utilize the most but yeah we're super thrilled today to have um as you mentioned our our boss our the executive director of the harrington cancer and health foundation gainer davis gainer how are you I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, good. Yeah, we're super excited that you're here. So let's just kind of jump right in and tell us about yourself. Um, I know you've got uh, uh, a lot of great information to share with us, but let's start with just telling about yourself. Um, I'm the executive director of the Harrington Cancer and Health Foundation. I'm not a huge fan of public speaking, so (laughs) bear with me today. Quite honestly, that is one of the main reasons that we hired Ryan to do all of our speaking engagements. He's pretty good at that. That's where (laughs) you could use the bottom punch. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, I've been at the foundation since it was established in 2013. I've been working in the nonprofit world for 20 years, which makes me sound really old now. Um, (laughs) We're all old. (laughs) I was born and raised in Amarillo, and I'm married to Derek, who is a dentist, and we have two boys. Rhodes and Van and a beagle named Reggie. That's right. And I bet none of them have been to the principal's office. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you we talk about the Harrington Cancer and Health Foundation. I think um, first, can we just clear the air? Are we part of Harrington Cancer Center? No, we are not. We are an independent community foundation that is located in downtown Amarillo. That's right. You know, as we always say, Pam, we are non-denominational. That's right. Uh, both here at the center mm-hmm. and we're non-denominational within the foundation. And so we, we do help, while we do help people, uh, survivors and folks being treated at Harrington Cancer Center, um, we are independent. It just gets confusing with the name. It does. It does. And I think um, that's the most common question we get. And I know uh, we get as well at the foundation. So uh, it's always best to kind of start and clear that air because it it does not mean that if you're not treated at Harrington, you don't have access to the resources that we're going to talk about today. That's right. So um, let's talk about why you are so passionate about um, cancer and our community health. Well, I think everyone knows someone who's had cancer and has been touched in some way. Um, For me personally, I have a few reasons. 
Growing up in Amarillo, my mother was the director of development for the Harrington Cancer Center, and her job was to raise funds to support the center. So I grew up going to the cancer center and helping with various events. Uh, my mom was responsible for bringing the very first Komen race to Amarillo and starting the Circle of Friends, which we will talk more about later in the podcast. Um, one of my favorite memories from my childhood was an event that was held at Westgate Mall, and it was called <laughs> the Mall Maze Days. And um, so it was a maze that you paid to go through, but to kick it all off, they brought in Chubby Checker and his dancing Oreos. <laughs> I will never now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pam, do you know, do you know who Chubby he, Checker is? I have no earthly idea who that is. Well, I'm about oh, to give you a hint. You're about to. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'd have memories of doing the twist with Chubby Checker and the Oreos. So can you guess what song Chubby Checker might? Let's do, Let's the, do twist. the twist. That's right. We That's need right. that in the background, right? Uh, I think I'm probably safe to say that we're all glad we no longer have the event Maze Days at Westgate <laughs> Mall. But that is one of the reasons that I'm very passionate um, about my job is because I grew up at the Cancer Center and grateful to expand on the work that my mother helped start. And then second, um, shortly after Derek and I got married, my mother was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and she was, um, well, she's in remission. She's doing great. I think it's been 15 years or longer now. But she was treated here in Amarillo, but it really gave me the opportunity to see firsthand what a cancer patient is, is dealt. And um, I'm very feel blessed that I'm in a position to be able to provide resources that are that are going yeah. through cancer treatment right here in our own area. And That's my right. mother has actually um, utilized Susan, who's our exercise oncology or mm -hmm. oncology exercise specialist yeah. at the center. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So well, it's uh, come full circle. Yeah. A, a big <laughs> shout out to Sharshar. Let me know. Yes, so everybody that knows Charlotte or Sharshar. Uh, she has kind of been a fixture in the fundraising world of Amarillo for a long time. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's super excited to hear, um, you know, and that's a, that's a big fact that a lot of people don't realize is that, um, she was instrumental in a lot of the fundraising and even the capital campaign and so forth for a lot of things at the cancer center. So do you remember what year, um, the Komen race came to town? Well, so I was in college so it had to have been I'm gonna say 95 or 96 mm -hmm. because I remember the Corsons who have been from Perryton have been big supporters of the Harrington mm -hmm. Cancer Center and now the foundation but they went to Dallas to go see their race there and mm -hmm. I actually met my mom there and did the race in Dallas um, and then they started the one here yeah. is that yeah is that right so I want to say in the nineties. That would early nineties, I would bet. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't seem so far away, but I know. it really is. <laughs> but I think that's right. Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, what's cool about that is, is as we've talked on numerous occasions, you know, you you connect the dots moving forward by looking in the past, and so it kind of clears up the reason I think, in essence, why you're here. Um, is because of, you know, the past you were involved with the various things. And of course your mom was involved. You saw, um, and it's kind of, as you said, it, it's a unique kind of full circle. Right. That's cool. That's really neat. Uh, so let's talk about some of the programs, you know, um, our mission at 
the uh, Harrington Cancer and Health Foundation centers around two pillars, right? Uh, community health and oncology. And we're very well versed in the oncology world. But let's talk about all the things that go on the different programs at the uh, foundation. Well, okay. Um, should I back up and talk maybe a little bit how we were established to explain sure, we can go why there. we have the community health yep. component? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go there. Under our umbrella? That'd okay. be fine. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, the BSA Hospital was formerly a nonprofit hospital owned by Christus Health and Baptist Community Services. And then in 2011, Christus Health announced they would sell their partnership in BSA. So in, 20 health, in 2012, Ardent Health, Surf, health Services, a for profit health system, became the majority owner of BSA. So through cooperation and planning with the Harrington Cancer Board, Baptist Community Services, Christus Health, a foundation was created. And initially, the foundation was called the Don and Sybil Harrington Cancer Foundation. Um, At the time, the BSA Foundation was trying to figure out what to do because the hospital that they've always supported is now a for-profit. So they made the decision to dissolve and merge into our foundation. So then we broadened our name to be the Harrington Cancer and Health Foundation and changed our our mission to include um, the community health component. And the way that we fulfill our mission is to continue the programs that operated under the BSA Hospital or the Harrington Cancer Center. Which is a lot. Right. So I assume we're about to go through, yes. yeah. through Let's some do of those. That. And then in addition to those, as you all know, we um, initiate new programs. So we started the Cancer Survivorship Center, as well as we uh, fund grants to area nonprofits that have programs fit within our mission. Right. And that's what's cool about too, is that it's not just about our foundation. Our foundation funds programs from other foundations. So yeah, we'll talk about that, but let's, okay. let's talk about, I was, so, I was too excited to start talking about our programs. <laughs> let's talk so about let's them. talk about them. They're great. Yes. So let's talk <laughs> about, start? let's start with, let's start with Children's Miracle Network. <laughs> All right. Um, Children's Miracle Network is a program that helps sick and injured kids. There's a national office in Salt Lake City. It was actually started by Donnie and Marie Osmond, and I'm blanking. It's one of the uh, people from Dukes of Hazard. Oh, John Schneider, I bet. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they partner with um, nonprofit hospitals across the country to to help sick kids. And so when BSA sold, our city was left without a nonprofit hospital. So our foundation gets to be the partner and every dollar raised stays local. And we help, um, you know, kids with cancer, um, broken bones, any disease that you can think of, but with, with medical bills, um, we have several miracle families. And then we also help rural hospitals and we help Texas tech a lot locally with, um, to purchase life-saving equipment. Yeah. And I hear Children's Miracle Network, I always associate the blizzard. The blizzard. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Dairy Queen. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what's cool about Children's Miracle Network too, Pam, is uh, as as Gainer mentioned, you know, they do they do with medical bills, they help with medical bills, they help with travel, but then they do some really cool things like um, help provide training for uh, a service dog, you know, to help detect a, a child that has seizures, help it detect when they have seizures and, and alert the family. I mean, it's so, it's so unique and out of the box. And then of course, I think, uh, we have to also mention too about child life specialists at the hospitals, which is so, uh, 
Like it's amazing what they do. Uh, in fact, we had, um, I think it was Lindsay talked about when she was uh, diagnosed with her cancer uh, on one of our previous episodes, oh, mm-hmm. utilizing child life specialists at their hospital of how to talk to their kiddos. Right. And it made a, a comfortable situation. That's right. Uncomfortable. Right. And I know we've purchased chemo ducks, which is a stuffed duck that has a port and the child life specialist is able to sit down with the child and, you know, show them what they're, what they're about to go through. It makes their stay at the hospital. Nobody wants to be there, but if you have to be definitely makes it more enjoyable. It makes it tolerable. Yeah. Not, I guess we wouldn't use the word. (laughs) (laughs) Although they have fun playing video games and such. Who wouldn't, right? That's right. That's right. What about the next one on the list? Um, probably Ryan's favorite 24 (laughs) hours in the Canyon. Well, I feel silly explaining to everyone (laughs) what the cancer survivorship center is when I have the director and our oncology nurse sitting in the room. Um, what many may not know is that all the funds from the 24-hour in the canyon bike race um, go to operate the Cancer Survivorship Center. And prior to the center being created, the event, the first year, the funds went to... Um, yeah. Provide mammograms. Well, no. well, part of it went to the to Lance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of Lance Armstrong's name. A portion, a portion went to... A portion went to, mm-hmm. went to the mm-hmm. Lance Armstrong Foundation. And then it started benefiting the Harrington Cancer Center. And then when ownership changed, you know, Ryan and his crew, which I like to call 24 hours a cult, the cult had to get together (laughs) and figure out what are we going to do with our resources? And so, I mean, what a blessing that what came out of the cell of the hospital and the resources we're able to provide for our community. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. And, you know, the, the, the cool thing about it is, um, the support that we get Pam from the foundation. Right. You know, it's hand in hand. Um, we couldn't do what we do here without uh, the support of the foundation. And so that's that's a really uh, great, harmonious relationship that we have. So it's, it's awesome. I tell you, one of my uh, fav- and favorites, maybe not a, a, a good word to use, but one of the ones that I think is so cool of some things that they do is Olivia's Angels. Uh, one of the foundation partners or, or programs that we have. So let's talk about Olivia's Angels. Olivia's Angels is one of our programs that was started at um, BSA Hospice mm-hmm. many years ago. And now it's a program of ours, but it was started by Sister Olivia back in the 80s to provide special things for, for hospice, hospice patients and fund, <coughs> excuse me, hospice care for those that can't afford it. Um, but things that they will do is maybe a plane ticket to fly somebody here that is that's that's about to die and they want to see their family member one last time um we've put on a beach party we've sent people to disney world (laughs) Mm -hmm. we've sent people to the alamo (laughs) i think fun (laughs) they did a wedding they've done a wedding recently yes yes i think the couple have been together Almost 30 years or something, right. but never were legally married. And so um, Olivia's Angels was able to put together a wedding yeah. and That's sweet. give them that last that last wish. Yeah. So, um, it's a it's a really unique organization. Um, you know, when you think of hospice, right, you think of right. it's the it's kind of that end of life, uh, no matter how long it may be. You know, people are in hospice a long time, but to be able to do really unique and, and kind of one off kind right. of things for folks. When you say a long time, we've actually been pay- paying for trans for translating services for a baby that's been not a baby anymore. Um, 
want to say she's two now, but in hospice care, and it's just such a blessing for the doctor to be able to communicate oh, with yeah. the family. Otherwise, oh, wow. they wouldn't be able to. That's right. So Golly. it's everything from things like that to just buying somebody a pair of pants or paying for, because they've lost so much weight, mm-hmm. or getting somebody a cheeseburger one day. Um, <laughs> and now they have a special event during Christmas time, right? Yes, the Olivia's Angels tree lighting, um, where you can pay to put a light on the tree to in lo- in memory or in honor of somebody, and yeah. that's their biggest fundraiser every year, and have honorary tree lighters, tree lighters. But um, it's just really, it's it's a special time for those that have that have lost someone yeah. to, to come together. It's a neat organization. It really is. It it, is. It, it's one of my most. I always seem to find joy when I hear the interesting stories from you guys. What about Second Chance Foundation? Uh, Well, Second Chance Foundation is actually near and dear to me because I grew up with um, a boy named John David Kritzer, and his dad, David Kritzer, actually started it. So when I um, first started in this job, and David has since passed, but, you know, he wheeled into my office in his wheelchair, and it was just neat to to be able to work with him. But um, Second Chance was started to help individuals with physical disabilities be able to live more productive lives and to be independent. So um, Second Chance assists people with wheelchairs, home modifications, um, vans that have wheelchair lifts. We've done uh, prosthetics, hearing aids, you name it. yeah, it's another great program. Another that we great have. program that yes. a lot of people don't know that we have. And then most recently, um, we have a gentleman who's on the board, and we had lots of conversations about um, addiction being a, a disability. And so he donated funds, what we call the Second Chance Two Fund, um, but it helps individuals that are recovering from drug and alcohol abuse and trying to get reestablished and we might help them purchase a car or help them with their first month's rent in an apartment and first six months of insurance um, for their car and things like that. Getting them back on their feet. Getting them back on their feet. A second chance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the next program, uh, Gaynor, we've actually talked a little bit about in one of our earlier podcasts when Mm -hmm. we talked about tobacco cessation But tobacco-free Amarillo is a part of our foundation. So let's jump into the tobacco world. Well, let's. So (laughs) tobacco-free Amarillo is a tobacco cessation and prevention program that is funded by a grant from the hospital district. So our foundation receives $350,000 a year, and we have a full-time staff person that that is her job. So she is out in the the schools um, delivering cessation um, curriculum, yeah. and it's working. Our numbers here may not seem like it's working, and you may know some of the numbers off of your head because we we do a a, a, survey, a survey through the school. Is the word yes, I'm yeah, for every the, year. And and yeah, the 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 crazy thing about lung cancer, which is directly associated primarily with smoking, but not always primarily, right? Um, but um, has, has crept up to be the number two most common cancer in our region. Um, so it's breast, lung, and then prostate. And um, that, you know, you never want to be in the top five of that, those categories at all. But 
Um, with lung cancer and smoking in the school district, um, this program has actually driven down the use of tobacco. Now, vaping, of course, has taken over um, a lot, and that's the kind of the new um, push with tobacco-free. But um, they've actually reduced the, the start time from like, it used to be in the last two or three years, it used to be like in the fifth grade, sixth grade kids were experimenting with cigarettes, Oh wow! which is really scary. And now the first experimentation for the majority is somewhere around 10th or 11th grade. Um, so they're doing uh, a lot of good work there and getting kids never to start uh, because then you don't have to get them to quit. So, right. And then for the adults, they have the classes to right. quit smoking yes. along with the quit aids to help yeah. them. Yeah. Where they so can they qualify. Provide free quit. Yeah. They can qualify aids. for free quit aids, uh, whether that's lozenges, uh, patches, or gum, and uh, in, in a training course to teach you how to quit smoking. And so, uh, yeah, the, the best thing you can do to prevent lung cancer is to never start smoking or quit. Right. Those are the two things for sure. Right. Yeah. The next program that we, I know we've talked about in an early, early, early episode of our um, podcast is Chemo Cars, which is near and dear to us here at the center because it provides free rides to people here to enjoy the things that we offer here. But it also provides rides to and from their um, treatment centers. That's right. Tell us about Chemo Cars, Gaynor. Chemo Cars is the best thing since sliced bread. It is. I feel like an old person. <laughs> <laughs> and we're agreeing but, uh, 100%. Are you dating yourself? We're talking about the twist. <laughs> People probably think I'm 70. <laughs> uh, so we actually have a group of, uh, we call it our oncology steering committee. Mm-hmm. We have representatives from all the treatment centers in, in our area. And we get together and we've done an oncology needs assessment the biggest problem is always transportation. And I, Ryan and I used to sit in his office with flow charts and talk about, <laughs> yes. should we get a van and get volunteers? And then you get into this thing of it's not on demand and insurance. And we've discussed several scenarios. So one day, um, Ryan's watching Good Morning America, and he comes to the office and told me that he saw <laughs> this program on Good, Mar- Good Morning America about... Um, free rides to cancer treatment. And I said, call them right now. And he did. And I'm pleased to say that we are the first. And only. And only. Yes. We don't know why. But we're <laughs> the first and only organization that Chemo Cars has partnered with. But what it is, is it is, um, it's transportation to and from uh, treatments using Uber and Lyft technology. So yeah. the cancer patient calls this call center that's in North Carolina mm-hmm. And they, the only requirement is that you have a phone, mm-hmm. cell phone, a cell phone. Yeah. Um, so they call the center, the center, uh, sets up all their Ubers and lifts. The car comes to pick them up and the driver really sometimes has no idea that they're a cancer patient. I guess when they take them to a treatment center, they may figure may it assume. out. Yeah. But anyways, takes them to the appointment. The patient is finished. They call the Uber lift comes and picks them back up and takes them home and the best thing is they just send ryan and i a bill that's right and we pay it with the donations that all you awesome listeners out there and everyone else that's right that's right and it makes such a difference in people's lives and it's you don't have to qualify it may be you go outside and you have a flat tire we don't want you to miss that appointment that's right call chemo cars that's right it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it and then is. they report back to us how many rides to each to each center. And mm-hmm. they actually monitor the rides. Like we've had a few, few phone calls 
And they're like, oh, they're dropping them off at the back of the building. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I picture these people on their computers just monitoring this little bitty car going. Like Frogger. Yeah. (laughs) Across the deal. It is. It is the it is the simplest yet most amazing life changing resource. Yeah. And it's crazy. We get phone calls all the time from people that want to take it to a cardiology appointment or something. And it's, it's, it's just for cancer patients That's right. though. And what is resource. the area that they. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the Amarillo area for sure. Um, there is the possibility that if you're living in Canyon, that you could get a, a ride that's depending upon the availability of a car mm-hmm. of someone who wants to drive out to Canyon or Bushland. Uh, the best thing of course, is to, uh, go ahead and just call chemo cars or call, you know, the, your center and ask them your treatment center and ask them to call chemo cars. Um, or give you the number. So uh, just in case, you can guarantee a car pretty much in Amarillo because there's a ton of Uber and Lyft drivers, but outside of Amarillo proper, um, it gets a little slim. Right. Yeah. If anybody's listening that lives in our area and has never heard of chemo cars, you can (laughs) get the number off of our website. That's right. Yep. Um, Or chemocars.org, I think it is, or you can go to ours, it's hchfamarillo.org and find all the information there. Um, It really is. It's if we don't come up with another program the rest of our lives, chemo cars has still, it, it, you know, it's just, it's been the best. We it has solved that problem. Keep our fingers crossed that it's not going to go away. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I know. I know. Zach, if you're listening. That's right. Love you. <laughs> we do. We do. We, we love Zach. Zach started chemo cars. Yeah. And if you have not listened to that episode, please, please, please go listen to, I think it was maybe our second or third episode we did with Zach uh, from Chemo Cars, uh, talking about how he started Chemo Cars and how it works. It's a great episode and uh, very, very educational for you guys. So the next ep- the next uh, um, program is one that I know I've been a part of for a number of years and had the luxury and pleasure of being a part of. Um, even outside of Amarillo. Uh, But let's talk about Circle of Friends. Um, As I mentioned earlier, Circle of Friends was started by my mom when she was at the Harrington Cancer Center. And their purpose was to raise funds for the special needs of cancer patients. So they funded the wig boutique at the Harrington Mm -hmm. Cancer Center. They may help with a rent, a utility payment, um, things like that. So, and then they created um, chapters in all the rural communities outside of Amarillo right. to raise to raise funds to be able to support the things that they wanted to fund, as well as um, educate area towns on the Harrington Cancer Center. So, fast forward, now the Circle of Friends is a program of the Harrington Cancer and Health Foundation. They're still having parties in Amarillo in the area chapters. They're still funding patient assistance. Um, a lot of travel, a lot of hotel stays for those uh, traveling to treatment for Amarillo. And then they fund Camp Alfie, which have we mm-hmm. done an episode on Camp We have Alfie? not. We have not. It's a camp for um, pediatric patients mm-hmm. that have cancer. Yeah. Um, so they fund Camp Alfie. They volunteer at Camp Alfie. They have funded um, parties for the pediatric cancer patients at Texas Tech. So sending them to Wonderland, a Christmas yeah. party, a Halloween party. Um, they do a lot. The circle of friends do, a, they, they do a lot Yeah, and it's fun to, to still be involved with them. And yeah, if you've never been to one of their parties, you need to go. Oh, they yeah. get to buy a pie for $500. Yes. Or yes. <laughs> yes. Now that's one of the ones I've not been to. That's the one in McLean yeah. where they do a pie auction. And Pam, I have heard 
countless people rave about these pies that they go for hundreds of dollars. But it goes to a good But cause. it goes, it goes to, a, to great a great cause. cause. And I tell you, I have to, I have to say, I, I've been to numerous uh, Circle of Friends parties um, that included everything from a uh, block party to a rodeo. Actually got to ride in a uh, covered wagon that didn't have the cover on it, so I guess it would just be a wagon then. But a wagon <laughs> in the middle of, of the rodeo arena. My children I'm sad were. I missed that. Yes, my children were little. They thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and uh, they paraded us around in the in the middle of the arena, and then presented us a large check, which was awesome. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the, that rodeo used to raise sixty thousand dollars. Yes, it's huge. Yes, oh, wow, it was massive. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, I couldn't explain it. You, you wouldn't believe it if you hadn't seen it. It was cool. I need to go to one. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to Spearman on September 21st if you want to come. Actually, not Spearman. I lie. Shamrock. Shamrock. And I am sorry for any listeners from those two towns. I know they're very different. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Women's Circle. All right. Women's Circle is... Um, so it's women that come together quarterly, and they pay $100 to be a member of the Women's Circle. And then we also have corporate sponsors. And then at the quarterly luncheons, we have different speakers that are talking about women's health topics. And then we take all the funds that um, you know is given from the dues and the corporate sponsors, and we give out grants once a year to um, area nonprofits that have programs that benefit women and children. So um, actually the application process it's ongoing. is about to open yeah. in September. Um, if there's any nonprofits out there listening in our service area <laughs> yeah. that might want to apply. But last year we gave out 40000 to probably nine to ten different yeah. organizations. So $100 is not that... Uh, I mean, it's not that big of a donation, but collectively, sure. you're making a big impact and you're also um, learning a lot during the year about women's health and yeah. it's it's a neat program. And, and not that I go to these meetings, Pam, because, you know, it's... <laughs> it's actually one thing you have never been I've to. I've never been meeting. to. I want to have it dragged him in. <laughs> if nobody knows, Ryan's the only man in our office. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We have not got him there yet. Never, I have not been. Um, but here's the thing. As Gaynor said, it's $100. Um, a quarterly, so that that's four. Mm -hmm. That's four really good lunches because sometimes the lunch kind of comes back over, and I get to eat a little lunch left over, you which is I benefit <laughs> from that. But I will say for twenty five dollars, this is just a quick plug for Women's Circle coming from a dude. Twenty five dollars, <laughs> you're not going to get to eat and get the the education you're going to get for twenty five dollars, and then it just goes to help some amazing things that they do. Mm -hmm. I know that they provide, they provide some things that, um, uh, some chemo notebooks and some education material and, you know, just various things that are some grants that are applied for. Uh, so it's really, it's really cool. It's really neat. And we've had a lot of our survivors go to the lunch and they've enjoyed that because they get a free meal and then they get education on top of that. That's right. So. That's right. Yeah. The next one that we'd like to talk about is patient assistance. Patient assistance is, is a big thing it is. that we do. So um, a lot cancer patients that are in active treatment can apply for financial assistance. And Mary Bell Rivera, who works here at the Survivorship Center, um, gets your application. She gives you a call. We help with um, insurance co-pays, rent, mortgage, utilities, 
um, you name it. But, you know, no one's prepared for a cancer diagnosis. And I feel like most of us live to our to our means. Yes. So that's what we're here for. And if you have cancer and you need help, we encourage you to apply. Um, and then we're also here to help navigate you to, to other resources. Um, we contract with a social worker. Mm-hmm. You know, we may be able to get you, help you get set up for an insurance plan or that's disability. That's right. um, when it things. comes to insurance, it's a lot of information. Right? Yeah, it is, Pam. And the th- other thing about it is, there's so much that's thrown at you the moment you're, we talk mm-hmm. about this all the time, right? There's so yeah. much thrown. It's on that roller coaster. It goes a hundred miles an hour. And all of a sudden it's like, Ooh, what do I, how, how am I going to make this payment or that's due or this, or, you know, everything comes due at once. Right. And so if you're listening and, and you're currently in, uh, in treatment, you know, whether that is, um, currently receiving your chemo or radiation, or, or you're in a watchful waiting or whatever that case may be, you can give us a call, as we always say, and you'll actually probably get to talk to Mary Bell, who handles that at, here at the Survivorship Center at 806-331-2400. Um, and she will walk you through the simplest process ever to apply. It's so mm-hmm. simple. And it can be done if they're patients at Harrington or at Texas Oncology. Or, we said we're non-denominational. Yeah. Or so. if, they, <laughs> if, they're, if they're at uh, Panhandle uh, Cancer care center pc3 as we always like to call it or if they are treated here or start here and their doctor says you've got to go to md anderson you've got to go to uh, ut southwest you've got it you know whatever the case may be if your doctor sends you out of town we can help you with that right and that's it's, one of the things a patient we've been helping recently treated in amarillo but needed to get a stem cell transplant in yes. dallas and so we helped um pay for their hotel while they were in Dallas doing yeah. that for, you know, it's, it's a few weeks yes. or more. I want to say six. Yes. Oh, it's, it's several. A it's yeah. a lot. And you know, the other thing that we've done too, if you guys remember, uh, we actually did chemo cars in new Orleans, in right. Louisiana. Um, <laughs> it, right. was, it was a strange <laughs> way to make it work, but we did. We actually made uh, uh, a branch, if you will, uh, to, to New Orleans while a patient was in, in New Orleans getting uh, treatment. Their doctor had sent them there, and we were able to work with Zach and, and Chemo Cars and make that work. And so, yeah, we always are trying to figure out how is best to help local cancer survivors. And local means what? Not just Amarillo, 26 no, we counties. We the upper 26 counties yes. of the Texas Panhandle. We've been talking a lot about chemo cars, and you're probably like, well, what if I don't live in Amarillo or Canyon and I can't utilize chemo cars? Um, for those that are traveling here from other cities, we, we do gas cards from, right. from Pakasac. Yeah. And I'd like to give a shout out to Pakasac because right. for every 2000 we spend, they give us $500 in, in gas, cards gas cards for free. And we go through... A lot of gas cards. A lot of gas cards. Coming right. back and forth for treatment yes. every day right. can be expensive. It is. And then a lot of times, you know, it's you don't feel like driving back every day. And for some people, that's not, it's not possible. It's not doable. And it doesn't make economic sense. So um, we actually pay for a lot of hotel stays for individuals during, right. you know, when they're here for a week and then mm-hmm. they go home on the weekends. A lot of those radiation folks uh, are probably nodding their head going, oh yeah, I remember five days a week, you know, you're there for 30 minutes, 40 minutes tops kind of deal. And, uh, yeah. So sometimes it's easier just to say, we'll put you in a hotel. They come, they drive in, stay at the hotel through the week, get the treatment and then go home. home. Right. 
And there's a kitchen at the hotel, so mm-hmm. you don't have to eat out every meal if you don't want to. And then I just feel like things are just always happening. I mean, recently we had a lot of Domino's yeah. pizza gift certificates. That's what I was so to check into the hotel yes. and get you a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> right we, we have some we have some great partners uh, all the way around from all of our events and all the things. But one of the things is, Gainer, you just mentioned uh, Domino's. Uh, so Maribel is able to provide uh, at least one, sometimes multiple, uh, pizza coupons from Domino's, thanks to Victor and the guys at the Domino's uh, here in Amarillo. Uh, so yeah, so they don't, you know, they can. One of the nights that they know they're not going to feel good because it, it's the the cumulative effect, right? So right. Uh, maybe on Wednesday it's the worst part, and so they they don't have to worry about cooking or going out or doing anything. They've got pizza a coupon there to cover their pizza, so. Thank you to Domino's. It, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, group to work with. And then one of the last uh, programs we do, uh, mammography assistance. Let's let's jump into that uh, and talk about all the good that we do for mammograms. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people have insurance, and if you do, you go get your mammogram if you're of the age, and it's not a big deal. There's several women out there that cannot afford to get a mammogram, so we um, fund a lot in mammograms for women who can't afford them. We actually typically do around 150000 a year, um, and that roughly would assist around 240 women with screening mammograms, diagnostic mammograms if needed, ultrasounds, and then a biopsy if, if that were the case. Yeah. Um, and I'll say a hundred. There's 150 thousand. Honestly, isn't enough. If we had right. more money, you're right. We could do more. But um, for those listening, if they know someone that oh they found a lump but they don't have insurance, there yeah. is help out there. There yeah. is right. Um, there is. And again, they give us a call at the center. Uh, Mary Bell will get you in touch, and uh, we we can we'll, we'll work through all the the details on that. Um, but yeah, it covers screening, diagnostic ultrasound and biopsy right and i would just like i mean we're talking about mammograms but the foundation is big on prevention so tobacco-free amarillo um obviously lung cancer Mm -hmm. mammograms breast cancer we are funding a free prostate cancer screening that's that's right probably already going to have happened after this is aired yes (laughs) yep yeah. Um, and then I don't know if y'all know this, but we have a program called SPF 806 and provide free sun, free sunscreen yes. to uh, Powder Canyon, to all of our parks in the city, pools, golf courses, yes. tennis courts, the zoo. the zoo. And I think that was another one of Ryan's crazy ideas that he saw somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a lot of Ryan's crazy ideas. We like, we're forward thinkers. We don't say no a lot. We're willing to try. Yes. What yes. It, well, speaking of another crazy idea, we're talking about mammograms. Um, we are excited to announce that Joe Tacos in Emerald, there's, well, in Canyon, there's mm-hmm. three locations, um, October 1st through November 12th, 13th, something like that. They're going to sell pink margaritas and donate $2 from every margarita to help fund mammograms for women that can't afford them. So. You know, I'm hearing a common theme after all of these programs that you've mentioned. They like to have fun, have a party. Yeah. Um, why not? Why not to do these and, things? And we have, and we have great partners that help us do this. That's right. You know, that's a, we that's do a have great partner. Oh, that's that's one of the beauties of this foundation is 
we work with a lot of, of, of different businesses and individuals who are so generous, so generous. We couldn't do our job without them. No, we could we, not. We could not. All these programs we just talked about, all the way from CMN, all the way down to mammography assistance, um, could not happen if it wasn't for donations, it wasn't for funds being raised or given um, products, services, um, discounts, all of those things happen uh, from our, our wonderful partners here in, in the community um, to make these things happen for sure. And then let's talk about the community partnerships. You know, so we, we you talked about some grants. Yes. Let's talk about how some other things that we do to help other foundations help their programs happen. Um, so our foundation funds initiatives and serves as a catalyst for ideas that will improve health and welfare in our community. And we have two grant cycles, one in the fall, one in the spring. Um, it's probably a given that we are interested in oncology related programs that are not a duplicate duplication of services we're already providing. And then community health is a broad term. Um, we are interested in access to care chronic disease prevention and management, and then behavioral health. And one of our signature projects has been Heal the City, which provides yeah. free quality and medical care and referral services with compassion and dignity to the uninsured of our community. Um, we awarded them their first grant in 2014 to get started. And then since then, we have contributed over $1.5 million um, to date. The clinic started in a small house, and today is an 8,000-square-foot building, which was a Y yeah. that they uh, acquired and, and renovated. And in seven years, they've served over 9,000 patients. I mean, Hill the City has been, I would say, transformational for oh, yes. healthcare in our community. And the access to healthcare right. and the healthcare and the betterment <laughs> of, uh, you know, a, a population that typically just goes un, unnoticed or underserved. Right. And since they, you know, since they initially started, we've helped them, we've given them funds to start a dental clinic, provide onsite diagnostic services. Um, we most recently provided a $175,000 grant for them to be able to add mental health services um, to their program. Which is so, huge. Huge. We all know. That's one of the reasons we focus a lot on mental health here too, right, Pam? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Hilda City just fits so well with with our mission. I mean, they help us carry out. That's right. They help us carry out our missions. So um, it's just amazing yeah. what they, they do. They are. They are. And yeah. also one of the things too that we do is we do assist with mammography assistance for Heal the City patients. Right. So that's, that kind of ties right back into some of the other programs we have. The underprivileged people get right. care just like anybody else. That's right. Well, and I'll give a shout out to Ryan and Pam and what y'all do here. Um, Heal the City decided to start a wellness clinic and in getting that going, they consulted us about yeah. how we work with, um, you know, contract with different people to provide a variety of wellness classes. So, yeah. I mean, we learn from each other. Sure. There's, there's a lot of collaboration. We're all on the same team. <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> helping, helping people, helping, helping people. people. That's right. So, uh, so there's two grant cycles. Mm -hmm. Is there any other grant recipients you want to highlight or? Uh, I will just say that we're also, we know, realize that the nursing shortage is huge right now. And that's one of the things that we're definitely interested in and have recently given a grant to Texas Tech to hopefully start a nursing school in Amarillo. 
We're very supportive of WT's program as well and AC's and, um, you know, we as a a board are looking at ways that we can help graduate more nurses in our area and then researching best practices for retention and seeing what we can do to make a difference there. And then also um, during COVID, when it first hit, whenever that yeah march march 2020 yeah um we as a board got together and we called the organizations that we have funded um you know things for before like how are you doing do you need help and we were able to give hilda city a fifty thousand dollar grant you know to keep their doors open and and keep serving those that that are in need and then moore county you know was hit so hard and we were able to help their foundation purchase um air filters and and vents and yeah yeah i mean we're it i remember that yeah purchasing some some mobile ventilators for uh them to use on the ambulance when they needed to transfer patients over here uh and dalhart received something too Yes, we bought a mammogram machine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> put me on the spot. On the see spot. if my brain's working. <laughs> the hamster's going. That's right. Yes, we just bought them a brand new 3D mammography machine so that they, people in Dalhart don't have to drive to Amarillo and then get their mammogram in Dalhart. That's, a, that's so cool. I yeah. know. I know. We do a lot of good. We do. We do. So we like to party. So what about any other events that we have, the third party events? So a third party event is when somebody else really initiates the event and then donates the funds to um, to our foundation. And one of those we've already had a podcast for, but Terry Wiley was on here. Yeah. They, he does a memorial golf tournament in memory of his brother, Larry. Um, but their family is a lot of fun. It's a big family reunion. Yeah. We have Friends of Fogelberg, which is a benefit concert. Um, and for those that don't know, Dan Fogelberg who is a musician, passed away from prostate cancer. And Joe Ed Kaufman, who's a local musician, um, loved Dan Fogelberg, very passionate. So started a benefit concert where local musicians come together come together and cover Fogelberg songs as well as other artists. Yeah. And then with the funds raised, we put on a free uh, prostate cancer screening. That's right. We have the Try to Make a Difference triathlon yes. that is put on by um, the Lynch family. There's a lot. In Amarillo, there's, yeah. yeah. And we're always looking for new ones. Right. So if anybody has any good ideas. Crazy ideas. Yeah. And want to help us help others, That's call right. us. Yeah, and be a part of, of those, uh, any of these activities or these uh, programs that we offer. Uh, it's easy to get involved and uh, help support, you know, tobacco-free Amarillo or chemo cars or the Survivorship Center. It's really easy to do that. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, uh, this, it's, it's, it's so, as as you're going through all of these programs. I can't help but feel lucky uh, myself that I'm not like deeply involved in each and every one of these as you are. And so it's, it's a comfort, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And and this is going to sound crazy, but I'm glad that you have such a good handle on all of these because I don't, and I'm <laughs> able to focus. And I mean that with all due respect and sincerity, because I mean, there's a lot of irons and there's a, and, and, I, and I, I, we wanted people to hear all of this because that we want them to know, number one, we want you guys listening to know number one, that there's 
all kinds of other resources available um, that maybe you know someone who needs to be assisted or you know someone who, who can help out with uh, one of these other programs that we have. I think if you need it, we probably have it. And if there's we a, don't have it, we will find a way to have it. And that is exactly right. There's a really good chance. <laughs> yeah. There is. And, you know, you just as you said, Pam, th- so many things that we've come up with is because there's been a need. Right. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll try to find a way. Hey, we're probably marketing people's worst nightmare because they're like, what's your elevator speech? And they like want us to narrow it down. But I'm like, and yeah. we do this, and we do this, and we do this. We need a lot of floors to go up on the elevator to, to get all of our stuff in. You know, it's, it's such a, a blessing to be able to do a lot of things for a lot of people. It is. It's very rewarding. Yeah. It is. So, so Gaynor, let's talk about this. The foundation you know, we started the, uh, together in the foundation. Well, you were actually in the foundation before I was, but in 2013, leading into um, the standalone portion of the foundation, you know, when we moved out of the hospital. Um, and so all of this has been done just in such a very short period of time. I mean, we're talking 2013 to 20, almost 22 would be our 10th. Your yes. anniversary, right? Yes. I'm not a math person, but I think that's right. When I count on my fingers. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what's so cool about that. You know, and I, I even hesitate to ask you this question, but this is one of those um, interview questions, right? And I mean, I think we've all been asked this, uh, but where do you see the foundation in five years? Well, Ryan. Um, we have been blessed with an amazing board who has set the foundation up to be to be around in perpetuity so as our assets grow and our fundraising increases i see us being able to provide more inpatient assistance invest invest more in prevention services and award more in grants to solve the healthcare needs of our community um so i see us staying true to our mission so continuing to do to still be doing what we're doing, but doing more and, and serving more. And then, you know, still continuing to meet with the medical community and staying, you know, abreast of what are your needs? What's going on? How can we bring people to the table to help solve that problem? And that's a unique thing too. You talk about our board. We have, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different kinds of boards, Right. There's boards that are kind of mm, semi plugged in and maybe come to a meeting. And um, then there's there's committees, as we call with for our 24 hours committee, the cult, <laughs> the, cult <laughs> the cult, which is, um, yeah, a lot of fun. But our board and I don't even go to the board meetings, but just in, in what I get back from from the board meetings is they're so engaged, every single one of them. Um, they're very vested and invested in what we have going on. Um, they are very, um, tuned in to the needs of the community and, um, they're very purpose driven and want to do good. I mean, they're really plugged in. I would agree. I would agree with that. And, you know, we have board members roll off and then they call and say, well, Wait, did I roll off the board? Yeah. <laughs> they miss, can I still come? Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, they miss coming and still being involved. And what I love about our board is that they really do listen to the staff. And we don't get bogged down in the weeds. That's true. They, we make it easy for, for things to happen. It's not a big bureaucratic system. Yeah. And so it's a blessing to be able to work for, for our organization. It really is. It's nice to work for people that... Um, 
see your vision and support it. So yeah. thank you for do all you do yes. for us. Thank and you. I know we wouldn't be here and do That's the right. things that we do without your support. So. Well, and, and this podcast, this, this podcast was one of another one of crazy not ideas. so much Ryan's crazy idea, but more maybe Sixty percent Pam's oh. crazy idea. Oh no, I don't really know what a podcast is, but y'all go for y'all, it. That's that's. The, I was going to say. I think that was exactly the answer we got from Gainer when we said we want to buy some equipment and do a podcast. And she's like, "All right, all right, go for it." And you know, we've been blessed with lots of listeners, and we want you to share this podcast that's with right. um, the people that you, you care about and um, that are going through something that we could help them with. There is no doubt someone listening, every person listening knows someone who could benefit from one of these programs. One or many of them. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I do have to ask before we get to our last segment, and we've done lots and lots of podcasts. And one thing that keeps coming up is we need to schedule naps in our day (laughs) to be more productive. So can we do that? (laughs) Pam, Pam. I'm just asking. This is what I will say. So we are a health foundation and we do allow our staff to work out during the day if they wanted to. Um, So if you prefer to take your siesta, your siesta, (laughs) that's what's going to keep him healthy. Well, I mean, we just had the mayor on and she does schedule. She schedules naps. Naps. She schedules naps. And so now. You need to crawl into your desk like George Costanza and shut the door. Go for it. (laughs) Okay. Well. And um, with our last segment, we like to call it Pete's Powerful Moment. We like to leave our listeners with a powerful moment from you. Um, I have to admit, when I was reading through the things that we might talk about, and it said Pete's Powerful Moment, I assumed that was like music we were going to play, and something talks, and Ryan's like, no, that's you. That's you. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, then I better come up with something. <laughs> um, and I really couldn't narrow this down to one. I feel I think like that's all of our guests. Yeah. It's I have too many to too say. Many. So honestly feel like I have an aha moment every day. Um, when I get asked to do, well, so these are just some of the things that come to mind. When I get asked to donate to children's miracle network, when I'm at Walmart, Walgreens, Dairy Queen, it brings me so much joy. I know yeah. that they, they don't know that I work for the foundation, but I get so excited to see others who are willing to help, us help sick kids one dollar at a time and it truly is one dollar at a time um or just talking to my mail carrier who is going through cancer treatment and being able to navigate her to resources that she didn't know about um or putting a face with the name of someone we've been assisting financially i mean a lot of the time communication it's just been over the phone and then to see a picture or meet them in person is powerful um you always think you know what they look like but i I haven't been right yet. I keep, I have a stack of thank you notes on my desk. I have a picture of a young gentleman in a wheelchair that we purchased uh, for him through second chance foundation that allows him to, to stand up. It's pinned on my bulletin board. I have a picture of sister Olivia that's pinned to Mm -hmm. my bulletin board. And then I keep, um, it's a thank you note that's on a guest check from a restaurant that I go to, every day and she is one that we helped with a car um because she's a recovering um addict Mm -hmm. and so she actually came to our thanks for giving event um which we have every year and we invite donors as well as those that have allowed us to be part of our part of our journey or part of their journey Mm -hmm. excuse me and help them and she brought me that note to say 
I had no idea because I see her every day that mm-hmm. you worked for the foundation that helped me. And it's just very meaningful. So I guess my aha moment boils down to that I'm blessed to be in a position where I get to help people every day. And it's not me at all. It's so much bigger than me. I just get to give away other people's money <laughs> and, watch, yes. and watch lives be changed. Um, I mean, I'm truly grateful that the hospital sold in 2013. I think when that happened a lot, I mean, I still remember when it was announced, I was crying yes. in Bob Williams' office because I'm like, what am I going to do? Uh, but it has allowed our community to be blessed in, in so many ways. Very true. Yeah. Very true. There's a lot of powerfulness in those moments. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, I remember that too, thinking what's yeah. going to happen and well, who you couldn't have scripted a better outcome. Well, and I could go on and on, but driving over here, I was thinking about, do you remember the young lady that was in her early twenties, had cancer, pretty much terminal. All she wanted to do was live in an apartment mm-hmm. by herself. Yeah. So we called somebody locally and they just gave her an apartment for two. I think she was there two months before yeah. she passed. Before she but passed. It gives me yeah. chills. But, At no charge. Right. And since then, I mean, her dad has said yeah. that's the best gift I know. that I know. ever happened for her. There's a lot of good that happens. There is. A there lot is. of good. Yeah. Gaynor, thank you for joining us. Um, against thank you for your... <laughs> do what? I said against my will. Against your will. <laughs> thank you for sharing, you know, and, 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 and educating our listeners on um, all of the things that our foundation does. And uh, thank you for your commitment to helping cancer patients, survivors, those going through those caregivers, as well as our community health partners. It's um, it, it is, it takes a lot of time to manage all of these plates and spin them all at the same time. And so we're very grateful for that. And, you know, we're grateful for our listeners, right, Pam? That's right. We are. We are. All, all, the, all of these kind of come together here at the end, and we say they got a few things to do. Our homework list, What right? is their homework list? How about you um, push all the buttons, That's like, right. subscribe, share with your friends. If you are in need, please give us a contact. I mean, call us. Yeah. And we are willing to help in any way at 806-331-2400. That's right. Or they can um, look us up on our website at 24survivorship.org. That's right. And, you know, just because maybe you're calling about, Children's Miracle Network, or you you need some assistance there, you're, you're calling the Cancer Survivorship Center, let us just be the navigator for you and get you to the right person. That's the simplest and easiest thing to do is just call us here. That's right. It is. And so thank you guys for listening this week and join us again next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.